Want to be confident when talking about yourself and explaining what you do? Join my free 21-day confidence building course. You'll learn how to construct a personal elevator pitch, learn how to not be awkward in social situations, how to have awesome conversations, among other important skills to help you crush life. Best of all, it's free. Sign up now at freeconfidencecourse.com. From the C Method, my name is Christina Cantors, and this is Stand Out Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you communicate with confidence and clarity so you can get what you want in business and in life. To subscribe to the show and download the back catalogue, go to thecmethod.com slash podcast. Hey guys, it's Christina here with you for episode 33. I'm really excited to introduce you to my guest this week. His name is Jean-Marc Dedain, and he's passionate about helping foreign-born entrepreneurs find their purpose, celebrate their differences, and be successful in their adopted country. You can check out his stuff at youintheusa.com. That's youintheusa.com. He's originally from the French island of Martinique in the Caribbean, which explains his delicious accent. And he's experienced living in different countries, dealing with cultural differences, and working really hard to differentiate himself as in a competitive market multiple times. Now, I really wanted to get him on the show because I wanted to talk about how to stand out when you're a foreigner moving to another country. I experienced this myself when I moved to New York City last year and I had to build new networks, new relationships and deal with new challenges. So I was excited when I met Jean-Marc and I thought, you know, I really want to get him on the show because I think he offers a really unique and different perspective on on how to stand out because when you're a foreigner, it adds a whole new level of complexity and, and challenges to deal with. So I really wanted to get him on the show to talk about that. So if you're a foreigner trying to make a successful life for yourself in your adopted country, or if you're thinking of doing it, this episode is for you. And even if you're not, Jean-Marc shares ways that you can stand out when you're job hunting or starting business, That and these ways they just apply just as much to locals as they do to expats. So listen in. Show notes will be at thecmethod.com slash USA. All right, so let's get to the interview. I hope you enjoy this one with Jean-Marc Dedain. At the age of 16, I was getting close to graduation. And uh, at that time on my island, there were a few options. One of the reasons why I decided to leave is I was looking for a place to to expand my knowledge, but also I was attracted uh, by uh, new horizons. And uh, one of my cousins came back. She was in Atlanta for four years. And um, when she shared her experience, and uh, I was captivated, inspired by that. And I was looking, really looking for a, a, a new place to, to escape somehow my reality. Uh, I, I was uh, trying to, to escape some, some personal issue. And also, when you live on an, on an island, you always wonder what what's going on out there, and um, so that was the case for me. So we have the influence of the U.S., the influence of France and Europe. So I tried to move to the U.S. to study. Unfortunately, it was impossible, too expensive. So instead, I convinced my mother, my parents. I say, 
can I go to France, which was the usually the natural option for most of the kids over there. If I can summarize, I was, I was really trying to find my voice being extremely reserved and shy at that time. I was, uh, I was trying to, to find my, my identity and very attracted about new, new things. And then, so when you first went to France to study. Yes. Did you, did you find yourself? It took me a while. Uh, 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 the first objective was to to study and eventually return or do something else. But I was not planning on staying 13 years of my life in France. And uh, and eventually, my father was uh, extremely passionate about computers. So and uh, I always admire all the sales rep who came to his office in Martinique. And um, one of them was from IBM, and uh, I remember. Uh, as I was trying to get the attention of my father, I say, if I can uh, get to a position like a sales rep at IBM or HP, maybe I would get more attention from him. So one of the things that I did was uh, to pursue a, a master degree in sales and computer. And I end up at one point working at HP. And um, so I, I learn, I learn about prospection. I learn about telemarketing. Uh, I, I I met a lot of people. I travel a lot around Europe, so I did find a part of myself. And eventually, in two thousand five and six, I just realized that I was not living the life that I was meant to be. I was not uh, fully happy. I was not fulfilled. I was, uh, mm. I would say, a successful uh, uh, sales rep at HP. I did this for about seven years. I won some prizes, but in the end, if you had asked me, okay, are you really fully happy? And, and that was not the case, uh, even though the money was there, but it was not, it was not uh, essential to me. And at one point, begin, end of 2005, uh, HP was going through a workforce reduction plan. And the goal was to, I guess they have to let go about 12,000 people and 5,000 in France. That's how I make a decision. I say, it's, it's time for me to do something meaningful. It's time for me to uh, become a resource to other. I was a number for many years and I was trying to take charge of my own destiny. So that's when I make the decision to, to, to leave uh, that corporation and uh, go on my own uh, to the U.S. Wow. So that was the first time you went to the US. What was the biggest challenge you faced in terms of the cultural differences when you first moved to the US? The bigger one was, uh, biggest part was to learn. Basically, I, I, I wrote once that I, I really felt like a baby. I have to learn everything from the language and how to cope with things, how to get around and uh, the biggest thing was to be able to think and and speak like people speak here uh, over there we learn how to we learn english but uh, until you really put yourself in the shoes of the other and you try to understand why they do things a certain way it's really hard to to get along and build strong and lasting relationships so that was the biggest start. And uh, the second was to 
<clears throat> until I was able to relate to their culture, all the things that I did prior that, this 10 years of experience as a sales rep didn't even matter. And uh, I had to, to, to basically uh, demonstrate how I could be a value uh, into this, uh, this new culture, this new system and the industry that I didn't know. I didn't know nothing about, about LA. All I knew was, uh, when, uh, before I came to LA, I had visited LA maybe for two weeks. I knew two people and, um, I barely knew the environment, the lifestyle and, and none of that. So I have to learn basically from scratch. Mm. And it took, it, it took years. It took years. You don't, you don't learn that in a matter of a week or months. And uh, it's been almost 10 years now. So a lot of uh, trials and, and, and discussion and, and discoveries and um, failures and, and challenges to, to get to where I am today. What did you find was the most helpful thing for you? As soon as I arrived, basically, I understood that the the power of building a collaborative business relationship having around you and 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 right. building meaningful relationships so through that uh that those two people that i knew before i moved to the us they really helped me and then i i built new relationship through uh, ucla i spent two years at ucla i i spent a lot of time discussing with the professors and the most of them were professionals on the side. And um, through my friends, they introduced me to other people. That was truly helpful. And the second is uh, at one point, I I joined different networks through the Chamber of Commerce and other organization. And also I was uh, uh, following um, some of the consultants and coaches and speakers in the area such as Les Brown and, and other people. And, um, I, I learned through them. I, I, I try, as you often say, if you try to do something, try to find someone and, and emulate, uh, or try to emulate what the person is doing and try to find a mentor. So all of that combined helped me to, 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 to get to that point. And eventually in 2000, uh, I don't remember exactly that, probably 2011. I joined a network called Internations, which is um, a private uh, network that help expatriates uh, uh, get together, connect. Basically, the purpose of that network is to connect global minds, not only online, but also offline. And um, I joined that network and became one of the ambassadors for the LA chapters. And um, we we went from almost three thousand members to nine thousand members in in a matter of three years. The idea was uh, to help all those people who come from fifty to sixty different countries connect through um, networking events that we put on a regular basis, almost once a month, sometime twice a month with other activities and that really helped me uh, um, not only become a resource to other and create a name for myself in the i would say the the foreign market in, in los angeles yes yeah and developing those leadership skills would have been really really valuable as well 
Because I guess when yes. you're in that position, you're really forced to step up and lead and and be confident and make these decisions. So you have no time to sit back and go, oh, I don't know what I'm doing here because you're the one that's helping other people. Yeah, when you are helping, you, when you really, you truly care, someone asked me, but how did you get so, uh, how did you get all those people to follow you and say, all I did was truly care about, I asked myself how, how, how it was challenging for me and I, I'm, I, I told myself, those people go through the same experiences and they, they are, they left their countries. They don't have families here and they have all those questions. And for many of them, the question where, uh, how do I make friends? How do I build friendships or new connections, new, new, new relationship for my business? And, uh, and the, the second question is, uh, where do I go to have fun, uh, during the weekends? So the, and we want to visit new places and new venues. So, uh, because of that, I, I, I truly care and I try to understand their, their interests, their needs. And it was natural. And also the fact that I was born on an island and hospitality is, is essential for us. We like to party. We like, we have the sun. We have to, to entertain. So it was natural for me, uh, to, be able to connect all those people and eventually become a resource to them and build some type of bridge between the venues and uh, the other partners and, uh, and the guests. And it was a, it was a, a truly a, a great experience for three years. I learned a lot, not only about the, uh, the Los Angeles lifestyle, the environment and the people in uh, from all those cultures. Uh, Sometimes 60, 70 countries were presented in one, one, one event. That was truly interesting. Wow. And, and then that's what led you to start your own business, you in the USA. Is that right? It was, I started you in the USA prior to that. Uh, oh, okay. yeah, prior to that in, in 2009, just before I graduate, I was, um, observing because the, the, the whole goal of this, uh, this program at UCLA was about entrepreneurship and I took a class uh, about business plan and I knew I wanted to start a business. I didn't necessarily know, uh, how and where in which type of environment I knew I wanted to be, um, to do something meaningful and help other. And I noticed that in my class, many of my students were younger and they have similar struggles. But on top of that, they didn't know how to take this knowledge into the workplace. For them, it was a, it was a, it was a foreign land. And, uh, they, 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 not only they had to learn the culture and the language and learn new skills, but then how to take that and make it profitable or valuable in the marketplace, knowing that they have no understanding of or no clue about Oh, they very few, few knowledge or experiences about the professional environment. So I realized, I say, maybe there is an opportunity here to help them bridge the gap. So because of my professional background, I say, okay, I seems to, I can be a resource of value. So I create you in the USA with the goal to help foreign students who graduate from American university make a smooth transition into the workplace while helping them adapt to the culture and the lifestyle. 
Now, for for someone who is a foreigner, or someone who is in a in a foreign country, and they're looking to get a job or, or change jobs or simply assimilate into the culture, what's one thing that you you could recommend that they do? They, they will most likely find online or discuss about visas and things like that or worry about, okay, which visa should I get or this and that? How do I put together a resume? This, all of those things are important. I would say the first thing, and I was responding to someone yesterday, even though I'm no longer uh, uh, working with uh, uh, students looking for jobs or internships, uh, I focus on, on foreign entrepreneurs now. Um, I was telling that person, uh, all of that visas and everything matters. But if you don't understand the problems that this company is facing or will be facing, and if you can't articulate your value, if you can't demonstrate how you could be a value and, and, and help them solve that problems, there is nothing you won't be able to do because, uh, um, and I, I always suggest to focus on that first so you can demonstrate, okay, if I were able to solve that problem for you, this is how I would do. And this is how long it will take. This is how much it would generate eventually in revenue if it's the case. And uh, this is how I would do it. And eventually that company will be more sensitive to the needs uh, such as the visa, which is a requirement uh, to work in the U.S., and um so i would be the that would be the first the first thing focus on the uh what are the pains and the, the challenge this company is facing what are they they're trying to achieve uh, and eventually you can discuss about the other aspect after uh, like i say resume are important building uh, relationships are key and having a brand being able to explain what is your unique promise of value in that specific industry for that specific mission, even though sometimes they don't necessarily know how to define the mission, but if you can articulate your value and how you will solve that issue, uh, I'm pretty sure the, the the hiring manager will be more sensitive or at least more interested in continuing the discussion. Mm. But that, that also applies to entrepreneurs as well, right? Correct. But, but instead of communicating that message to a company you're communicating it to your clients yes that's true that's that's definitely the case and i would say this is a key for everything that you do you you, you want to understand what the person wants and eventually you uh, but most of the the students whether they are foreign or not uh, really don't focus on that they 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 they, they will spend time uh, presenting their uh, their experience and why they study their schools and, and all the projects. And, uh, they, they don't spend enough time trying to understand why that company exists. What is the mission? What are they, what are their beliefs and what are they trying to do in the future? What is the purpose of that, that, that company behind the, uh, the, the service of product and eventually why that person is trying to bring a new uh, a new employer um, into the in their teams and uh, and eventually uh, I would say they usually miss miss the target because they don't they don't spend enough time or sometimes they are too shy to ask questions about that but um, for me it's the key. How can foreign-born entrepreneurs 
use the fact that they are from another country and another culture to their advantage? Or is, is there an advantage to that? And if so, how can they use it? Um, assuming that they already establish uh, collaborative business relationships and they establish, they, they create trust with their partners or people fundings and things like that. Assuming they have done all of that in, in, in some, in some cases, having international background can help. Uh, I take an example. I spent some time, uh, some time working on a project related to international trade. And, um, so LA, it's, 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 uh, has this capacity to trade uh, a lot of the product that comes to the U.S. and vice versa. And some of the business owner who had some interest in exporting, um, their product abroad and they are, they, they show some strong interest in doing that. But the main, their main concern was, I have no clue of what's going on out there. I want, even though I speak English and maybe some of my contact will speak English, but I don't relate to them. And in that case, um, we, we suggested with the, the port of Los Angeles that they, they, they establish relationship with the, either an agent or someone who will be in the U.S. presenting that company abroad. So in that case, the the export management company eventually uh, a foreign export management company based in LA could facilitate the relationship between a US manufacturer and a foreign buyer uh, and that, that 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 was key in, uh, and and I met some successful uh, export management company doing this with countries mm. in um, in South America or Europe or Africa because they know the language, they know the culture, they already have established relationship over there. So that was that's one other thing. In some other case, having in their teams, let's say a startups, having in the teams people with the the necessary skills to develop the application or the software. Some of those times, some of those people are very creative. And uh, can be a value to to a team, and we have a in in Silicon Valley, Silicon Beach, and New York, and other places in the U.S. a lot of talented uh, engineers from India, China, and South Korea, and all the, those countries. They bring value because of their skills, and sometimes their understanding of how things are in their countries. So that's that's another. Language could be a good, uh, or oh, knowing a foreign language and knowing how the business is done in a certain country can be extremely helpful when you come to the U.S. and you try to still build a relationship between the U.S. and other countries. Yeah, and uh, another thing, I, I, yeah? I, when I went to America last year, I didn't think that my being Australian was anything special. But then yeah. the response I got from a lot of people was, oh my goodness, you're Australian. That's so cool. You know, and that was already a point of difference for me because I had a different accent and people I find in America are quite fascinated by Australia because it seems like this far away place. I mean, it is a far away place, but they, you know, and they want to learn more about it. So I think 
for someone who is a foreigner in a in a country, you know, I think don't discount your your own culture. You know, use use that as your point of difference. Yeah, de- de- definitely, de- de- definitely. Anyone is this gonna work? This won't necessarily work everywhere in the U.S. Uh, Ellie is Ellie has his own requirements, and in some cases, uh, like I had, I was working with a, a young students from um, from Sweden, and she was she was born in, in Uganda, but she she grew up in Sweden, and she came to LA to um, to pursue a certificate in international trade. And I told her we we discuss and uh, she, because she struggled to find an internship and eventually a job after graduation. And I said, "But what do you really want to do? What are you really passionate about? How, how do you want to contribute into this world?" And she she mentioned to me that she would love to be to to provide some value and resource to Uganda and eventually Sweden and. I did some research. I say, you know, uh, Mercy, her name is Mercy. I say, but Sweden, when I look at the, the data, uh, from the LA Chamber of Commerce and all the organization, I say, I don't know. I don't see a lot of things going out to Sweden or Uganda from LA. Most of the things are taking place in New York or, or New Orleans and Louisiana and those places. I say, your place is not in LA. Yes, you graduate here, but you should be in New York. So she moved out to, to, to New York. Unfortunately, her visa was about to expire. It was too short for her to, to, to establish new relationships. She ended up, she returned to, to, to Sweden. And I know right now she's doing great, great stuff over there. But as I was saying, sometime, and I often say that to my clients, don't uh, discount the small cities. Everybody looks at LA, San Diego, Miami, New York, San Francisco, but sometimes your blessing can be in a small town in the US or somewhere where nobody talks about on TV, but where you can be, you can truly be a value because of the, the way their economy is, what they are trying to do in some places where Immigrants or foreign entrepreneurs are welcome or people want them. Uh, like in Texas, there are places where they really want to have or Boston and all the, all the, there are some areas in Los, in, in the U.S. where they really do a lot to attract uh, foreign entrepreneurs or foreign students. So they, they, I often recommend people to, to look at also all those places and not just focus on, yes, I want to be in the, where the show is happening and but um sometime that's where you have more competition and it's how to stand out because uh, you are just a number among many other on top of that you have to deal with the the questions of visa when mm. you could easily get a company sponsoring you or contract in another place because that's where the the, the market is right now mm. Yeah, so it pays to do your research. Mm-hmm. And I in in my last podcast episode, I I spoke to a guy, his name's Basil Nuradini, and he's an expert in decision making. And one of the things he says is that when you're making yes. a big life decision, 
He said we often have a very narrow spotlight and we only look at a, a small handful of options because that's all we know are available to us. But he says that if you actually widen that spotlight and if you do research and you ask other people and you actually step back, you will see that there are a plenty of other options available to you that will help you then to make a better decision. And I think that very much ties into what you're saying about, you know, if you're finding it hard to get a job or, or get traction in a certain place, you know, maybe the competition is, is really high and maybe you can actually, you can be more successful in a different place where the, the pool, the competition pool is smaller and the opportunities might be bigger. So with what you're doing with you in the USA right now, what's the, what's the biggest reward that you're getting from it? Right now, I'm currently uh, writing my book, and uh, and I want to to expand to more speaking uh, engagements. That's where I'm, I'm I'm going after speaking and webinars and seminars and podcasts and things like that and conferences. And uh, the biggest reward was to be able to create this massive network of over. 4,000 expatriates and uh, being able to help each other and bring joy and satisfaction to people. And sometimes just by connecting to people that generate eventually friendship or people who arrive here who knew nobody and uh, a year after celebrate their birthday with a hundred people, brand new people that they didn't even know uh, before things like that, and to be able to uh, uh, facilitate and help. Some of the some of my clients realized that they were not necessarily pursuing what they were called to do, and uh, to be able to help someone say, okay, ask yourself the real question. What are you really passionate about? What is your purpose? What is your why? What are you trying to achieve? Is it does this job that you're doing uh, bring you uh, happiness and fulfillment? Uh, yeah, and I know you pay the bill, but do you see yourself doing this? And some of my clients were trying to relocate to the U.S. doing the same job. And I say, do you really love that? Do you see yourself doing that? I say, you're going to make a lot of sacrifices by moving to the U.S. So ask yourself the question. You don't want to be stuck in a job that you don't necessarily like. So eventually spend some time, figure out what you really want to do and how you can bring value to others. So all of that brought happiness to me and being able to tell myself, okay, you start this, you work a certain way, you're moving slowly. And naturally, I came to the conclusion that I was, uh, uh, I was born to help other, uh, find what inspire them and their purpose. And if I can be a resource, I can be a coach, a speaker to help someone uh, find purpose so that they feel cared for, liberate to celebrate their differences and empowered to do something that inspire them. That would be a great, a great things too. And that's the, the cause and the, the purpose that I'm following right now. That's beautiful. When are we seeing you on the TED stage? Hopefully uh, in two years. <laughs> <laughs> and when's the book coming out? The book, the idea is to launch the book next year, 
probably around my birthday, May, 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 May 2016. Okay, great. Yeah, that's, I'm going to call you up and, and see how you're going with that. Yeah. <laughs> to hold you accountable. <laughs> Jean-Marc, how's the book going? Because I know writing a book is really difficult. So, <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me on the show, Jean-Marc. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's a pleasure too. Thank you. Thank you. Great job. Massive thanks to Jean-Marc Dedain. Again, check out his work at youintheusa.com. And I'll also put links to how you can connect with Jean-Marc at thecmethod.com slash USA. And that wraps up episode 33. Thanks so much for tuning in. You are a rock star. And I will see you next week for another episode. We might get into some standout creative video stuff. Should be fun. <laughs> My name's Christina Cantors, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. So I really wanted to learn the Pirates of the Caribbean theme song on the ukulele because I thought that would be quite apt for this episode, seeing as Jean-Marc is from the Caribbean, but I couldn't learn it because it's really complicated. So the closest country I could find was Jamaica, so I learnt Jamaica Farewell.